What up, Brewers? It's your host, Pod Tom. Got a big pod for you. You might hear some kids and stuff in the background, but today it is what it is. My wife is given a big training, and uh, we're relegated to the basement, putting this stuff together. But uh, love y'all, especially you, Sean. Welcome to the Fantasy Basketball Podcast with not quite a layman, not quite an expert, Pod Tom. Let's start with one of the most pressing issues, and that is uh, our boy Dewey. He don't text much, Dewey. Had his most intriguing thing, thing he was most excited about was Secret Santa. Dewey do Michael. How did it uh, live up to your expectation? Hey, Tom, you wanted a Secret Santa reaction? I thought it was awesome. It was so much fun. Um, I felt kind of bad that my package was already pre-opened, so it made it a little awkward. All the other stuff, it was pretty cool. So, well done, Fantasy Brewing crew. Cheers to you. Thanks, bud. If you wonder what it uh, sounds like to record a pod with two kids who uh, sometimes cry, this is it. Anyway, uh, the other thing that is unresolved is there was a movie watched by the Brewers. And uh, a couple of us weren't able to see it, and I figured we needed a review. You just messed up big time, fat man. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Unbelievable Movies. This week we watched The Fat Man. Quite a treat. Is it a a comedy? I'm not sure. Is it an action movie? I'm also not sure. Is it a thriller? Who knows? Um, but boy, was it fun, I guess. So what do we think about it? Let's see. So we, uh, we've got two different things going on here. We have Santa, first of all. Maybe we could have uh, built some fun character things, gotten creative with how Santa does his job. We did not. We did not at all. Santa lives in Alaska. Um, he's American, of course. We all knew that. Um, when he delivers presents, he, uh, well, we don't really know what happens. He uh, wakes up or he comes home the next morning. No big deal. Is he immortal? I think so, but he can also get shot, and that seems to be a big deal. Is he an alcoholic? Yes. Does he take a lot of drugs? I, I would assume so, since he uh, seems to need a lot of oxy. Um, is he friendly? I mean, I think so. It's hard to tell. He seems to really like giving out coal. Um, Yeah, he lives in Alaska. He's doing contracts for the U.S. government because he's an American. Um, And that's our Santa character. Then we've got the skinny man, Walter Goggins himself. Friend of the family, friend of the Shoots family, that's for sure. Love to see him out there. In fact, this movie was produced by his good friend Danny McBride, which is unfortunate for Danny McBride because usually he puts out good shit. Um, Goggins, looking slick, driving his 1978 Plymouth Fury four-door. 
looking real good. Armed to the teeth. He's looking like Call of Duty out there. In fact, once we get to the end of the movie, we've got Call of Duty Goggins out there who looks like he spent a day on the range. Um, Definitely no John Wick uh, when he's in the shooting range. Almost a little comical. He's moving a little slow. Shows up to uh, Santa's... uh, Santa's lair with all of his guns. Santa, of course, has a number of guns. All of them seem to have been pre-1800s, except for one pistol, which begs the question, if you're going to have a bunch of fucking guns, just buy one new gun. Just one new gun. Especially since apparently you get shot at all the time, and then you come out with a goddamn black powder pistol from the Civil War trying to shoot Walter Goggins in his computer gun. No, thank you. So we've got a, a wide breadth of, uh, of armed abilities here. But uh, I digress. Lastly, and most importantly, we've got some shitty kid named Billy Weenan, I think is his name. He is neglected by his parents. I think for a second we're supposed to feel bad for him, but then we do not anymore. He is a little piece of shit. Um, he apparently likes winning uh, science competitions. That's most of his gig. Um, he, at one point, just to make sure we don't like him, him and Walter Goggins kidnap a co, I don't know, seventh grader and threaten her with, uh, an arc welder to electrocute her. Nobody's wearing masks. They just drop her back off at her house as if she's not going to tell anybody and tell them they'll hurt her family. Um, by the way, it seems like we're in Montana for this. We're in some like fucking, uh, rural town, And there's a lot of money seemingly in this rural town. Uh, Walter Goggins is an assassin who lives in a seemingly New York-style avant-garde house um, in, again, uh, I don't know, some, like, Deerbridge fucking Montana or something. So that's that's a question that should probably be answered. Um, Anyways, Santa does not give... Our young friend Billy, what he wants, so Billy gets the hitman to track down Santa. Um, I guess, again, it's hard to know if we're supposed to think this is a comedic premise. It kind of was, but the whole movie is maybe trying to be funny while at the same time taking itself a little too seriously. Walter Goggins uh, ends up shooting a lot of postal workers to find out that uh, Santa, even though nobody knows where Santa is, they also know that he's in Alaska. He drives through Canada. Uh, He has a lot of paperwork for some reason to get over the Canadian border, three different papers that he had to sign and bring. He gets to Alaska. Um, He goes and buys some really cool clothes. We know that it was actually filmed in Ontario because at the clothes store, it says in very large letters on the wall, uh, El Monte, Ontario. So I assume it was filmed in Ontario and Quebec. Um, Then he goes out into the country, which is, uh, again, in Alaska. And we can presume that this is after uh, Santa dropped off his presents, so end of December beginning of January. Um, Usually in Alaska, there's about 60 days of no sunlight, but um, it's a beautiful, beautiful sunlit uh, landscape for the uh, remainder of the movie. Um, Goggins sneaks up on uh, Santa and the U.S. military Um, by himself. He knocks out a lot of people, Um, a lot of military people, a lot of people just kind of like 
getting injured and then running into the middle of a snowy field to hide, which uh, makes it pretty easy for Goggins. Uh, at this point, the movie definitely, I think, isn't funny anymore, and it's trying to be pretty serious. It's hard to know how to feel about everybody. There's some okay action. Um, seems like they had some uh, some budget for some action. And uh, Santa gets shot a bunch of times again or stabbed. I don't even fucking remember at this point. Santa dies, essentially. Mrs. Claus comes out with a, like, pirate gun and, like, a blunderbuss pistol, blasts Walter Goggins, and uh, Santa comes back, I think, from Christmas cheer, like an elf. It's really hard to keep track of all this. Um, Again, is he immortal? Can he die? Hard to know. Uh doesn't really seem like the world's redeemed. I think that was the whole point of his whole alcoholism is that he doesn't, like, trust the world anymore. Uh, it's just kind of, you know, he talks to talks to that shitty kid. Uh, and then it's done. Um, and that's really about, that about covers it. Um, if you didn't watch it and you're confused about it, yeah. Yeah, we all are. Uh how would we rate this movie? We usually rate things on the uh, one to four drunk reindeer scale. I think this comes in at a cool one, 1.5 reindeers, drunk reindeers, that is. So is it something to watch? I mean, if you're a bunch of guys smoking weed and drinking beers and there's nothing else to watch, I don't see why not. But if you've got anything else to watch, uh doesn't seem like there's a big reason to, uh, to stuff good old... Uh, anti-Semitic Mel Gibson's pockets with a little extra change for a, I don't know, real half-ass movie. So that's the review from over here. Um, Hope everyone's doing well. Jingle all the way. And uh, yeah, let's hope none of us get a lump of coal next year. The biggest thing to happen in the NBA since last week is the Harden trade to the Nets. Here to talk about it is Nets officiato. John Burton, and uh, the counter-reaction by your host, Pod Tom. Good morning, Fantasy Brewers. This is the Reverend John Burden coming to you from Pompton Lakes, New Jersey, and I'm giving you a segment on the Brooklyn Nets, as requested by Tom Bratt. First question, how am I feeling about the Nets? I'm feeling really good about it. I loved the team that they were building. I loved Jared Allen, um, still do. Love Spencer Dinwiddie. Was really bummed that he got hurt. Joe Harris, the whole the whole crew that they were putting together. Um, but when you have a chance to get James Harden, you do it. I love teams that go all in. I love teams that take huge risks, and it, the whole thing could fall apart. Whether it's from professionals, uh, uh, from their actual basketball play, to personally, the the wheels could come off in a big way. But hey, you got to go for it. Um, I've never been a big James Harden guy. I'm not like a personal fan of his, but the guy's amazing. And I, I think that as professional basketball players, they could pull it together. They could take a run at it. And I'm fine with just watching it either way. Um, I think it was super ballsy because they knew that Philly was going to get them. And I think the prospect of facing off against a Philadelphia team that had James Harden, Embiid, and Tobias Harris. They're like, I don't think we beat these guys in the playoffs. 
So let's go get James Harden and, and see what happens. Um, so I, I think that they could take a run at it. Uh, one thing is that so many people are like, how are they going to match up against AD? How are they going to match up against the Lakers or the Nuggets or even Philadelphia? And knowing a little bit about Mike D'Antoni and uh, Steve Nash, they're just thinking about how are they going to match up with us. And I respect that. They're like, we're setting the tone. They're going to have to adjust to us, and we're going to try and score 130 points and win the game. And uh, do I think they can beat the Lakers in seven? Probably not, but maybe. Um, I think that LeBron and AD will probably figure them out by game seven. Um, But if not, that's great. I, I wouldn't put money on the Nets over the Lakers in seven, though. Um, I think the Nets could easily lose to Philadelphia in the playoffs. They might be able to beat the Bucks, but Philadelphia, Boston, I think those will be just huge games with major matchup problems. But, hey, I'm, I'm all for it, and we'll see. And um, the Kyrie thing, this might seem like a weird take. I actually have a lot of patience for uh, people like Kyrie that are clearly trying to work a lot of stuff out. Do I wish that he was a little more responsible and like talk to people before he just walks away for a week. Um, you know, and I think that you need to respect your teammates and all that stuff and have a conversation and say, I need to take some time to go do something. Um, even if you don't know what that thing is, but you know, we can't all do everything right all the time. Um, and so I actually understand that, He's got a lot going on. I think the Black Lives Matter thing is really affecting him personally. I think that uh, everything with COVID, just like everybody else, it's affecting him personally and emotionally and um, existentially, I think, in a lot of ways. Obviously, Kyrie's been searching for something for a long time. He's a high drama guy. He's got a lot going on uh, emotionally. Leaving Cleveland hoping that a change of scenery will check that box, and it didn't. So then he goes to Brooklyn, and he's still figuring a lot of stuff out. Um, And so I get it, and I just hope that the Nets will understand that. I think I hope that he will handle it um, and find healthy ways to handle it as he moves forward. But I think, you know, with James Harden leaving Houston in the way that he did, he obviously had a lot of personal stuff going on in the way that he left and could have handled that better. But I hope somehow they all kind of understand each other, that they're all pretty intense guys who are kind of go to the beat of their own drum. And I hope they figure it out. And I, I think that would be a really cool story if they banded together and and took a run at the whole thing. So that's my thing with Kyrie. Obviously, I don't have him on my fantasy team, so I'm not... Uh, as personally as invested as maybe Brother Bell is. But I get it. I think the dude needs to go on a Kent Dobson vision quest out in Colorado. Maybe that'll help him. And so maybe, Bell, you reach out to him um, and to Kent Dobson and see if you can make that work and maybe do that at, like, uh, the All-Star break or something like that so it doesn't affect the team during gameplay as much. So that's my take. Five minutes. Got it. I would like to make an additional statement. After watching and listening to Kyrie Irving's press conference upon coming back to Brooklyn, I would like you to disregard any statements that I may have made about being patient with him. And I clearly have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. Thank you.
Who does, bud? Who does? So the Nets made some major moves this week in the trade for Harden. And uh, we got Burden talking about it from one end and me talking about it from the other. In the offseason, the thing that I was most excited to see was just the Nets. I thought they'd be a shit show. When I said that in the thread, some of you seemed to take it only negatively. But this has been like everything I was hoping for, drama-wise. I mean, you have Kyrie Irving saging the court in Boston uh, in a pregame. That's fucking hilarious. Um, then you have you have this trade for Harden, which could be awesome. I mean, I'm watching um, the Nets in Milwaukee right now, and they look really good. Uh, I have said a few times that I think, like, I mean, okay, if you have Kyrie Irving taking the ball up the court and then you have Durant and Harden spotting up for a three, that's got to be the best two shooters maybe ever that aren't handling the ball on the same team. Um, That's awesome. So I have just been super excited to see what happens. But with the drama that I love and what I think will be really interesting is, like, the Nets the last two years have been fun because of, like, Levert, hope he's healthy and gets better, Jared Allen, Spencer Dinwiddie, you have all that stuff. And then now they have three guys that are all head cases that are in their own right. And I think, uh, honestly, with Durant and Harden, they look awesome. And they... I would probably pick him to come out of the East with this, but I think that Kyrie coming into the mix is actually just going to be worse. I think we're going to see some major drama. And I also think that once these guys get a little more comfortable being there, it's just going to be super fun. So we've got Kyrie MIA after staging. And then you have Harden, you know, go from looking like me putting on an NBA uniform to, uh, you know, getting a triple double. So I think it'll be super fun. Um, I think that they'll definitely be in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, kind of what happens, we'll see. But uh, fun to watch. It is the drama that I was hoping for. Um, you know, I was saying, like, I wasn't uh, thinking that they would just be awful. Um but I think it'll just be really fun to see how this plays out. But I'm watching them now. I get the game on in the background. I'm uh, giving my wife a break and taking Zoe for a little while and going to just watch some ball with my favorite little girl. And they look good now, um, but we shall see. There are so many variables that could come into play. Hey, Witty, uh, how we doing on the positivity, bud? Where we at? Fellas, fellas, fellas. How we doing, guys? Hope you're having a great week. We are Powercasting Positivity. I think I'm trying to find my voice still, and I'm thinking more of a smooth vibes for this one. So we're going to go with that. So, first off, I will share with you my positive thoughts. My wife and I were lucky enough to book a trip to Costa Rica yesterday, and we are going to be going in middle of April with a small group of med school friends to celebrate my wife finishing med school. And that's fantastic. And also two of our closest friends are going to be getting married in Costa Rica in a very small intimate ceremony at this gorgeous house overlooking the ocean. Man, it should be amazing. Can't wait. 
And on we go to your things, fellas. On we go. We had eight submissions this week. Falling in at the eighth spot, we got Stacks. He had a secret jock podcast and was able to beat a racist asshole in an online pinball tourney. Happy for you, brother. Glad the podcast was a good time. Number seven, Tom had just the night he needed when he was able to hang a dartboard in his garage, throw darts with a buddy, drink some beers, and just chat and catch up. Have some what he liked to call dude time. A little men's retreat in the garage. Never hurt nobody. Next up, we got Adam. Adam was able to able to experience sunny and 50 degrees for multiple days this week. Now, we know about the the gray skies that often happen in Seattle. And Adam was just happy to be able to get a little sunshine. Happy for you, brother. Falling in next, JB. Trump's gone. He's out of office. That was his submission. And I'll tell you, it's a fucking great one. Hell yeah. Fuck that guy. Next up, we got Burden. Burden was very excited, as I'm sure our commission was, about Harden to the Nets. But then also he followed that up with, and also, Brady and Breeze duking it out one last time, maybe. That was probably something to watch, man. Happy for you. Positive vibes, boys. Next up, Dewey's wife, able to get vaccinated. Man, that's always great news. Such a weight off your shoulders. It's incredible. Oh, and also, he was able to throw in a little trash talk. He's playing your boy. Anybody get that ass beat. So it's more of a positive thoughts for me, but you know. I appreciate you, Dewey. Next up. So Kyle had the same positive thought as JB, but he gets a higher slot because of how beautifully written this was. I quote, mine can just be that we're finally done with that big old orange fuck in the White House. Enough said. And number one, without a doubt, has to fall to our fearless commish as he was volunteering with a group of his youth in an MLK Day build, I believe, some type of build. And on their journey, he found a vial of rolled up blunts and a lighter before his youth group kids did. I don't know if I'm happier that you saved your youth from the sin of Satan's lettuce or that you found a vial of rolled up blunts. And I don't know if you should smoke them, but eh, who am I to say? That's Kyle coming in, and we're power casting positivity. I will be sending out a thing for you all, like a Google Doc with all the scores. Um, if you have questions, just let me know. But uh, Christian will get 11, down from there. And we're out. Power cast positivity, baby, all day. And uh, let's end it with Radio Guy. And then uh, we'll get to that inauguration. Peace. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your favorite radio host, Chuck Anderson, reporting live from Chicago. Smooth, silky Chicago, Illinois. Cares what time it is. It's five o'clock somewhere, baby. Hmm. It's time for a change. Time for you know, just mixing things up a little bit, you know. 
The country feels just a little less coked up today, and so do I. Hmm. Oh, baby, yeah, that's right. Hmm. America. Mm-hmm. Radio guy is just feeling a little smoother than usual today. Let's go ahead and take a look at the standings. We got 12 teams that are just all trying equally hard right now. A couple guys on the top, a couple guys on the bottom. You know what? It's all good. Hmm. Oh, it just feels right. All right, well, you know what? I'm going to give you a peaceful send-off. Go ahead and wish everybody good luck. Wish everybody a beautiful 2021. Thank everybody for tuning in these past four years as Radio Guy was flying off the hinges at all times. Maybe he'll make an appearance again in the future, but uh, for right now, it's uh, just me, calm, sedated, sensual Radio Guy. Just feeling good. (sighs) All right, fellas. Well, that was our look at the standings. You guys keep all trying hard. And uh, don't worry about points for, points against. This year's got one big asterisk on it with all this COVID stuff. But you know what? It really got to me this past week. But today, it's it's a new breath. It's a new day. Let's calm down. Just just bring it down a notch. Mm, Yeah. Okay. All right, fellas. Well, have a good one. And we'll see you next year. Bye-bye.